Welcome to the Healthy Living with Marilyn podcast. She invigorates you to enjoy a healthier life, less stress, more energy, and a ton of pizzazz. And now here's Dr. Marilyn. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Marilyn with Healthy Living with Marilyn. This is my podcast. We are on part two of a guest that I have from across the pond. His name is Paul Crick. He lives in the UK and he is a coach and he helps people feel better by elevating their life, their mood, making them feel better. Um, and uh, they, he wants to elevate people to the next level. And that's what I try to do as well. We all want to elevate people to the next level. And I have found when I am feeling really, really good, it's easy to do. Sometimes when I'm having one of those off days, and yes, I do have maybe not an off day, but I do have off moments occasionally. I think we all do. That's how we can really understand the happy times if we have the challenging, sad times. And I want to thank you, Paul, so much for being with us today. It is such an honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is fun. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you could be here. Um, Paul and I are connected on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the only social media I am on. Um, not on any of the others. I deleted the others because I felt my best the best way to get my business out there and to talk about my books or whatever is to be on LinkedIn. Um, I have an assortment of different colleagues on LinkedIn and it's such an honor to be able to talk with them on a, on a weekly basis. It's a lot of fun. Do you find that you, you able to do that too, Paul? Yeah, no, I, I enjoy connecting with people. Uh, it's been interesting to meet all sorts of people from different backgrounds and different perspectives it just helps you see the world through different sets of eyes i find yeah i find that even though we've been going through we all every single one of us in the world's been going through a challenging time i don't care who you are we have all been going through a challenging time the one positive thing that has come out of this for me is i have colleagues that I'm connected with on LinkedIn all over the entire world. And that's why my goal is with my podcast to go global, just like with my radio show, I've gone global. And it's been amazing to be uh, to have Healthy Living with Marilyn, especially with a radio show with over 300,000 global listeners. And that's my goal to get my podcast out, to let people know that, you can stay healthy. You can do what you do during the day to make a positive day. Last week I had a challenging day and because of that, and I was determined. I was determined to make it to the end of that day, and I did. And I hadn't had a challenging day like that in a very long time. So I guess I was long overdue. So um, I'm glad that I didn't meet with you on that day. <laughs> that might have been a bit of a challenge, but thank you for being with us. And tell us, um, like, how you, how do you how do you elevate people? How do you get them to make? How do you make them feel better? 
Well, I don't make them do anything uh, is the first secret. It's it's helping them re reconnect to what all they already have. So th so they either are aware of it. So often people will say, oh, I've, yeah, I've lost confidence. I've got no confidence. Um, and that's not true. Um, your confidence is always there. You're just not necessarily connected to it in that particular moment. Um, you, you've had it from, from the moment you, you were born. You know, when you used to run, run around, you know, buck naked and smile and laugh and do all stupid things and, and not think twice about it because you were just being. That was that was authentic. That was confidence. We get that conditioned out of us, and therefore we become uncertain. Uh, some of that conditioning causes to become uncertain and we're not sure why. So I'm not really confident, but I couldn't tell you why. Or I'm about to make a speech and I'm not confident because I'm nervous because uh, I get nervous when I talk in front of people. Um, so it's a it's about reconnecting to them, to the to the resources they already have and are aware of or resources they already have and are born with that they just have never really connected to before. So that's really what elevating is about it's 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 grounding people and reconnecting people into that um and helping them do it and and, and allowing them the space to rehearse that because they might be a little nervous you know they always say the thing the thing that you want the most is the thing you're most terrified of yeah you're right you're right um you know i'm glad you clarified that because i i am a coach i call myself a consultant but, um, you know, my goal is just to get the word out and mm -hmm. help people feel better about themselves, you yeah, know, yeah. and I never thought of it as, you know, the baby. And I have I have one granddaughter who is um, she's she's nine months. She'll be nine months in two days. And I talked to my son this past weekend and he says she took some steps by herself. Mm -hmm. My son walked at seven months. And I said, um, the nut didn't fall too far from the tree, you know. <laughs> and we did FaceTime, and it was so, so fun to see her, to see her smiling and laughing and waving mm -hmm. and then taking a step or two. He says, see, she's doing it. And it's like, I'm so glad. I'm so uh glad. And, um, you know, to see him sometimes – you know, penance, they say penance is hell, and it's interesting to watch your children when they put me personally through challenging times, and now their children are putting them through challenging times, and all I can say to them, it will get better. Yeah, it's you payback know. time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I just find it a lot of fun, you know, to be a grandma, and, and but, you know, knowing that my children appreciate what I did for them. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, well, how did you do it, Mom? It's, you don't think about it. You get your brain out of the way. It's just a doing. And I find helping people get their brain out of the way. I just really believe that sometimes our brain can be our own worst enemy. Do you agree with that? I, I think that's really wise. Um, there's, there's, there's a, have you come across the idea in neuroscience of transient hyperfrontality? Mm -hmm. It's a big word. I know. Um, uh, but what it means is our brain, parts of our brain will shut itself down when, when we're focused. So that moment when you're, you're doing something that's fun, that really engages you, where time sort of disappears. Sometimes it's called the zone, sometimes it's called flow. Um, 
but that place is where our brain shuts parts of our front you know the thinking brain shut down and we, and we just be uh, rather than uh, and, and we don't pay attention we don't try and overthink what it is we're doing or how we're doing it we're just enjoying doing it so yeah um if ever there comes a time and i'm sure there will at some point long enough to the future when i meet our maker i'm going to have a word with her and say you know that thinking thing that you gave us yeah i think i think it's a bit of a design flaw yeah the, the being thing's okay you know if i look at my dog my my dog you say to your dog um how's your day great and then two moments later um you say how's your day and you go great and you go what time is it and you go now <laughs> and, and we need we need we need to be more of that but we we have a tendency because we have this thinking capability we 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 kind of overthink things into the future or we worry about things that have happened in the past or you know or we ruminate in some way shape or form it's like what time is it it's now yeah. shake your tail because that's what the dogs do that's right um i live in the now uh the past is gone there's nothing you can do about that it's history nope um, I prepare for the future, but I don't live in the future. That's not one place I want to live. I do not oh, have well, a you're, you're a step ahead of me. Sometimes <laughs> I live in the future too much. Do you? And sometimes, I, sometimes I live in the past as well. Um, but, you know, we're all human, and that's, that's the beauty right. of it. No, I, I, I normally live in the now. I live in the now mm -hmm. as much as I can. Um, sometimes I reminisce about the past or something. Mm -hmm. I'm going down the road and I don't have the radio on because sometimes it's just nice just to be quiet, just to have mm -hmm. no noise and just drive in silence. And all of a sudden, something will come in my head from the past. It's like, where did that come from? I don't need to re be reminded of that. Where did it come from? And before it starts dragging me down or whatever, I put it in a jet and I send it off because I don't, don't want to spend time dealing with that. And I don't need to spend time dealing with that because it might have happened two decades ago, you know. So yeah, it, dep it depends if it if it's you know, really interrupting and impacting your life. Uh, things all come round, um, and sometimes it's good to process them, and sometimes it's good to let them go. To let it go, yep, yep. Um, you know, our brains and our gut are interrelated. And a lot of times yes. when people have an upset stomach it's, and they'll get in touch with me, they'll, I'll say, so what have you been thinking about? Well, I don't know. And I said, well, there's obviously something because your stomach normally doesn't get upset for this. So sometimes you have to go back and unfortunately relive something that has upset you in one way, shape, or form. So... Um, and that's another way that is a way to elevate people to realize that they don't need that, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we hang on to things sometimes because that's, that's part of what defines us at the time. Uh, and it's good to hang on because change, when we change, we change through one of three portals. We either change, we accept and change our identity. So let me give you an example. So. Years ago, I used to smoke 40 cigarettes a day. Um, yeah, I know. That's a Go lot, figure. dude. Oh, man, yeah. Um, I won't bore you with the story. But you need to, so in identity terms, I needed to move from being smoker to non-smoker. 
or I needed to, uh, I, I also ate a lot and drank a lot, so I was obese as well. So I needed to move from being obese person to thin person. Now that's quite a transition to make because what that, what that says is, well, not only do I change my identity, but I also need to change my habits. So I need to stop smoking um, and I need to eat better and I need to drink uh, less alcohol and what have you. So that changes the habits. But then what happens is you then get a change in the network of relationships because you used to hang out with people that smoked. Now you don't. And they got, that, that change is hard because people go, what's up with you? you know, how come you don't smoke anymore? What, you're weird. You know? uh, and you have to go through that, that transformation and you need support to do that. So in terms of elevating that, that process of elevation, it's understanding your know, change through identity, change through habits and change through network of relationships. And that's why change is hard. You know, you'll see these, you'll see these programs that go, you know, 21 day program for this or to do that. And you go, yeah, but the science says it takes at least 66 days on average. So what's this 21 day stuff? You know, you're, you're setting people up for failure where there's better, better ways of you know, getting an accountability partner, tracking what you're doing so that you can actually see it. A good friend of mine uh, was my tutor at college and she, she decided to go on a diet, get fit, lose weight, but for good. And the way she did it was she got uh, two pound bags of sugar and every time she lost two pounds, she stacked one on the floor. And then she kept losing two pounds and two pounds and two pounds and two pounds. And eventually there was something like 20, 20 bags, 20 packets of two sugar. So she could see it visibly. And she went, man, I don't want to put that back in my body, which yeah. is great. So there's, there's, there's ways you can, there's ways you can stack things in your favor to, 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 to make those changes. People, you have to want to make the change. Change can be scary, but on the mm -hmm. flip side, change can be good. And if it's going to impact your health, you really want to decide to make that change. I had to make a change several years ago. Uh, I went to an allergist because I was allergic mm -hmm. to dairy, and my son convinced me to go to this allergist. And They did all the scratching on my back, and a couple minutes later, they came in with these vials of... Um, testing that they wanted to do with needles in them you know and it's like oh this doesn't look so good and the lady says well we can go slow it's like no nah, just get it over with then a little bit later she comes back with some bigger vials with some bigger you know bigger needles it's like what is this she says these are gonna hurt dr scott it's like just do it just do it and i found out i was allergic to so many different foods and a lot of different things and I had to get off them and mm. basically I went cold turkey and wow. yeah and it was some of them were what I call fun foods like he took my almonds away what are you taking my almonds away that's you know that's my my go-to snack in the afternoon almond butter you know just no you can't have it Marilyn you know you're a three plus plus you're messing with EpiPen it's like okay so I gave up all this stuff and I started losing weight just it just happened. And I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't paying attention. And all of a sudden, you know, my pants were getting big and it's like, okay. And I still wasn't paying attention because I was um, helping people and I was a grandma. So I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. And one, one day, a friend of mine says, you need to get on the scale. And I said, oh, I'd rather climb Mount Everest barefoot. And it was like, there is no way. 
no way this gal's getting on a scale. And so she says, just get on a scale. You don't have to tell anybody. Just get on a scale. And I got on the scale with my eyes closed. And I opened my eyes, and I was 25 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even try. The only thing I did was eliminate foods mm-hmm. that were not making me feel good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was just astounded. And it's like, oh, that's why my pants are too big for me. And that's why this is going on. And, yeah, and I should have recognized it, but I was so busy doing other things, Paul, that it just, it just didn't, I couldn't put two and two together. At the time. Well, it's a couple of shoes, isn't it? It's the thing thing we teach is the thing we need to learn the most. That's right. That's right. So be mindful of that, friends, when you're out there and, you know, you're changing a habit and you're starting to feel good or you're changing a habit, you're feeling good, and your friends don't understand what's going on with you. You know, why aren't you going out for pizza on Friday night with us or why aren't you hanging with us at the ice cream store and eating, you know, your ice cream. It's like, I can't do it because I want to feel good. Mm -hmm. And for you to make that huge decision, and that was a huge change for you, Paul, huge, you know, to, to do that, to change your life watch what you eat, stop smoking, you know, cut down on drinking and stuff. That's a huge change. But anybody who makes a change, it's it's not easy. It's not. And, and, and it usually helps if there's some pain to go with it. Mm-hmm. So the pain of not changing, uh, it becomes more than the pain of changing. And, yeah. and that's when it tends to. So I remember I had a medical check. So part of my employment, um, one of my benefits was I got an annual check from the doctor. And I'd sit down. I sat down in the in the in his surgery, and the nurse came and put the blood pressure cuff on, and inflated it, and then walked over and then came back, and she said, "Oh my goodness!" And I said, "Oh what?" She said, "Wow, my goodness!" And I I started to get slightly unnerved at this point. She said, "You need to see a doctor." And I said, oh, "Okay, I'll, I'll do that after Christmas because it was Christmas." She said, "No, you need to go tomorrow." Wow. So that was like, oh, okay, and that that kind of kickstarted it because it was like the the prospect of dying sort of really hit hit mm-hmm. home. And it was kind of like, okay, I don't want that. I'm I'm going to change. That took me two years. Took me two years to do it, but um, get there eventually. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you? So the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, just drop me a note. Connect. Say hello. I'm happy to jump on a Zoom call or a Teams call or a Skype call. And we can chat further if that's something you'd like to do. Yep. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show with me um, on my podcast. And I hope this has helped all of you out there, my listeners, elevate your life to the next level. We will see you soon. Be amazing. Have a wonderful day.